All right. Welcome to another episode of Gin and Truth. I am your captain of this ship, Robert motherfucking Reed. I got a glass full of Hendrix and a head full of thoughts. Let's go. Gang, I, I, I've been ranting about this stuff since I got on Twitter and I, I, on the back of a video I made yesterday for Twitter and basically 49 years on this planet, I think it's high time that I do an episode on some racial shit. Now, as with most of the stuff that I do, there's not a script, so I may be bouncing all around, but uh, let's do it. And so, gang, I, I want to start off with kind of expanding a little bit on the Twitter video that I made yesterday about someone basically telling me just to get over it. Now, for the one millionth time, because I've said it on Twitter, I've done videos on it on Twitter, and so now, hey, when was the last time I plugged my Twitter handle? At RCRead40. At RCRead40. Go hit me up. Let's have a conversation. But on Twitter, if you have followed me, you know I have said my job description 14 million times. Well, now here's 14 million times and one. I'm a women's self-defense teacher. And you know what we're going to do? We're going to bless this episode with a little bit of this delicious Hendrix. This one is for all the ladies that have come to me and who will come to me. Because sadly, the crime of rape and sexual assault probably won't go away in my lifetime. And I will always, for as long as I am physically and mentally able to teach women how to fight, for all of you who are strong enough to face this fucking demon, this one's for you. Hold on. Mmm, delicious. Gin and truth. Let's go. Now, back to what I was saying. By my calculations, one of the oldest stories of sexual violence, and to this day, me and this lady are still friends. We were friends kind of before. We had this moment. And now, fucking, I can't do without her. She came to one of my classes, not the individuals, and she held me after because she felt she was ready to tell me what brought her to a self-defense seminar. Gang, she proceeded to tell me a story that was fucking gut-wrenching. And she kept talking about the 40 Acres, the University of Texas. I was able, can you know, I hear a pop in the background? I'm doing this one in the kitchen because it's a nice day outside. I was able to do the math and I realized she was talking about a rape that happened because at this point she was in her early 50s. She was talking about a rape that happened a quarter of a century ago. Now, while she's telling me this story, and in my mind, I, I can still see it. I can tell when she was immediately transported back to that moment. Her emotional reaction was like what happened was 25 minutes ago, not 25 years. She started yelling at me. Why me, Robert? Why me? I wasn't dressed like a slut. Why me, Robert? 
I didn't ask for it. Robert, I didn't even know him. Why me? Then she started crying. Then she started screaming. Then she started punching me. And I sat there and I took it. Because God damn it, that's what you're supposed to do. And we sat. Since then, we've had dinner a million fucking times. We've laughed. We've cried. We check in on each other. She's fantastic. Now, what kind of asshole would I have been as if she's in the middle of telling me this traumatic story? And the moment I realize she's talking about something from 25 years ago, what kind of asshole would I be if I told her to get over it? What? 25 years? Come on. Come on. You haven't had some better dick since then? Get over it. Come on. That's in your past. What kind of asshole, what kind of monster would you see me as if that was my response to someone who was raped? Now, I don't even apologize for making such an extreme example. And let me tell you why. Every time someone tells a black person to get over the atrocities of slavery, Jim Crow, racial violence, every time we're told to get over it, it's the exact same thing. Now, gang, I'm not even 50 yet. I can tell you some gut-wrenching motherfucking ass stories. And I've said it before. I think I said it in my very first one. What's a movie for some? What's a story for someone else? What's a rap song? Is real life for me. I'm 49 years old. This atrocious shit that people think is so far in the past? No, it's not. And so when you fix your mouth, and when I say you, every fucking time, gang, I have been told to get over it, it's been by a white person. And I bet you I can speak for all my black brothers and sisters out there in the fam. Every time we're told to get over it, it's a white person. And like I said in my video yesterday, if you have never taken one fucking step in my shoes, how dare you tell me to get over it? Can you hear the anger in my voice? That's some genuine ass shit. And it makes me mad because, again, it seems like it's logic that doesn't get applied much anywhere else. Like I said with the rape survivor. I would be a monster to the nth degree if I told her, just get over it. That was 25 years ago. I remember someone at work, we were having this discussion, and this person, you know, likes to, you know, rely on facts and stuff like that. And this person was telling me how they can't have conversations with some of their Democrat friends. Pardon me. <clears throat> how about this? Throats get a little bit dry. You know what time it is. Hold on. Mmm. Delicious. Gin and truth. Let's go. This person, this was during the Trump presidency, which was pretty much just yesterday. And she was telling me how 
her Democratic friends have just kind of shut down the conversation. They, they don't want to hear it. They're like, well, well I didn't want to hear the facts, Robert. Why don't they want to hear facts? And I said, let me break it down like this right here. What if your son in the seventh grade got the shit kicked out of him? Just absolutely fucking pummeled to the point to where you need reconstructive surgery to put his face back together. Now, you know who did it without a shadow of a doubt. Seventh grade, that's when it happens. Now, years later, that exact same kid runs for the governor of Texas. You're not going to sit there and listen to that fucker's plan on how he's going to repair the state of Texas. You don't care about the facts at that point. You want to know why? Because he's an asshole. Would you vote for him? Do you want to have a conversation about the facts? Or would you just say, fuck him? Those people that you're talking about, those Democrats, in this case, they were women. You don't know their story, do you? Here's a man in Donald Trump who has what? How many dozens of credible accusations of sex crimes? Do you think those rape survivors want to hear about your fucking facts? No, that's why they're shutting you down. Sometimes, unlike what Ben Shapiro says, sometimes feelings trump your fucking facts. Now let's stick with this boy. What if that had actually happened? And she came to me and was crying about her son getting his ass handed to him in the seventh grade. And I told her to get over it. I don't have kids. I don't know what it's like to have my son's face kicked in. Again, what kind of monster would I be if I told someone like that to just get over it? That's what it's like when you tell a black person to just fucking get over it. To tell us to stop living in the past. Like I said yesterday in my Twitter video, how can we stop living in the past when you guys keep shoving it in our fucking face? Don't ask more from me than what you're willing to give yourself. I would love to turn the page, but it's hard to turn the page when I'm turning on Robert E. Lee Boulevard. I can't get over it because it is emotionally and almost physically impossible. Now, I went to the University of Texas at Austin. I love my school, just like I love this country. When people say, well, why don't you move to China? Because you asshole, I love my country so much, I'm willing to criticize the shit out of it because I want it to get better. If not for me, for the generation after me. I love UT. And if I had to do it all again and wreck my body and my head, I'd sign up twice. I would. Now at UT, there's a, a stack of buildings called the Six Pack. The reason why, there's three buildings on the right, three buildings on the left. Kind of like a six pack of beer when you buy it. Those six buildings are named after Confederate war generals. Now you only... Like, well, the Austin airport has a, a enormous, beautiful statue of Barbara Jordan. She's earned it. Yeah, you can sure you can find faults in her past. She wasn't perfect. She's a human. 
but I bet you she didn't fight to continue slavery. You name buildings, you name museums, you name streets and libraries, all that. It's a it's an honor. Do you really think we should be honoring men who would have, who literally fought to keep people who look like me in human bondage? And if you say yes, you don't get to call me your friend anymore. You don't. Slavery just wasn't some fucking shit that you saw in 77 Roots with Kunta Kinte. That's some real shit with some real repercussions. And don't worry, we're going to hit those repercussions. My throat's getting a little bit dry. You know what time it is. Hold on. Gin and truth. Let's go. Now, again, back to all these fucking statues and shit like that. Again, you do that because you are honoring somebody. I said this also, I think, in my very first podcast. We, we, we talk at each other. We don't talk to each other anymore. I know that in this instance because what's the common comeback when you tell people we need to change that fucking street name or the name of that library or something? Well, Robert, you can't change history. Asshole, I'm a black dude. Do I look like I want the outcome of the Civil War fucking changed? No, I don't. I love it that the South lost. You understand? For as bad as things are, it would have been a little bit worse if Robert E. Lee would have won. So that's just a talking point that people are programmed to throw at you. Go rehabilitate your argument. Because if all you got for me is you can't change the past, asshole, I don't want to change the past. And again, you want me to get over it, but you're not helping me do it. And yeah, I need help. And by I, I mean every person with my skin tone. It's an analogy I've used before. You wouldn't ask Jewish kids to go to an Adolf Hitler high, so don't tell black kids they got to go to Robert E. Lee. What in the hell is the matter with you? Again, don't tell me to get over it. Don't tell me it's in the past. You keep shoving the past in my fucking face. So no, I'm not going to get over it. I can't get over it. I would love to, but you're not helping. What are you willing to put on my drink? Are you going to march next to me when I go to another town hall meeting to, to have a discussion on whether schools should be named after Robert E. Lee, Jefferson Davis? What are you willing to do? Don't put that shit on me. I didn't build this system. Don't ask me to break it down. Well, Robert, yeah, what, what's the other uh, common comeback? You've never been a slave. I've never owned one. What have I done? Let me tell you what you've done. You have benefited off of a country that was built for your success. And by your, I mean the majority, because I, I've talked to people who are struggling, who are white. You're like, well, where's my white privilege, Robert? Then you don't understand the concept. Yeah, there are going to be some poor white people. Yeah, there are going to be some white people who get fucked for job interviews. I get it. 
The thing is, the system will never discriminate against you. The system will never discriminate against you simply because you're white. There's the difference. There's the fucking difference. Like I said, uh, previous episodes. It wasn't racism that your kid didn't get into their first choice of schools. Racism, like I told y'all, was my dad literally being told, no niggers allowed. Now, again, I stick with UT because that's where I went to school. But again, my dad, who's in his mid-70s, was told no niggers. Everyone at or around my age whose parents went to UT, they said, let me roll out the red carpet for you. Did you know not nary one of my grandparents went to college? Don't even have a high school degree, a degree diploma. Did you know that? Your grandparents went to UT. They rolled out the red carpet. It wasn't even a topic of fucking conversation for Momo. Big Mama, I can't even talk about that story. I'll cry my monkey ass off. The system was not built for my success. Don't ask me to break it down. You're the one who built it. That's your job. So again, it's not some perverse form of reverse racism. Well, Robert, what did I do? The better question is, what didn't you do? And by you, I mean, again, how hard did white people really have to work? when you were only batting against a fraction of the available competition, right? The oldest baseball argument on the books. Is Babe Ruth truly the best of all time? I say fuck no. Why? There was a little thing called the Negro Leagues. He never, he never stepped in the batter's box against those black players. How do we know? So again, when Again, again, this is an ancient history game. This is my lifetime. This is my parents' lifetime. Don't ask me to get over it when you aren't willing to pitch in. Now, I told you, I'm all over the fucking place. I'm still tired. <laughs> I'm not sleeping much. So let's get a little bit focused. And you know how we focus on this show? With a little bit of Hendrix. Hold on. Mm, delicious. Gin and truth. Let's go. So let me just continue babbling. This is helping me out. So again, all these statues and monuments. Let, let's talk about the timing of these statues and monuments. Did you know these statues and monuments and building names and everything else came after the Civil War? After Reconstruction. You want to know why they did it? Thanks for playing. I'll tell you, they did it as a reminder. Just like my friend I was telling you about who was hurt 25 years before. What kind of asshole would I be if I found the picture of the man who did that and plastered it inside of her house? And still had the audacity to tell her, why don't you get over it? It's in your past. How can I, Robert? You put the picture of my rapist inside my house. Again, when I walk in 
to Jefferson Davis Central and you still have the nutsack to tell me to get over it? Come on, man. And again, these statues were put up during Reconstruction, after the war. Why? As a reminder, it was meant to intimidate. And guess what? Mission fucking accomplished. Again, in the past, my ass. Get over it? I don't think so. I would love to, but not enough people are helping the fuck out. Right? I've played against Robert E. Lee High Schools. Now, with my family's history, and I've, I've splattered some of that on Twitter. Uh, maybe I'll get into it when uh, it's time to record the second portion of this one. I'm a nice guy. I, I'm a nice guy. That being said, I was pretty good at football for a reason. <laughs> I love dunking people on their head. I've broken ribs before. Felt absolutely nothing. And I would have done it again if you would have stayed in the game. I would have cracked the other side of his rib cage. I don't give a shit. Him or me. Feast or famine, motherfucker. You got the same pads I've got. That's football. But I was never a cheap shot artist. I've never played dirty. That's not my style. You step on that football field, Jack, you know what time it is. No one thinks they're signing up for tennis. Nobody. You know what you're getting yourself into for the most part when you strap on. Now, that being said, when I played Robert E. Lee, I went just a little bit extra. Confederate colors. Confederate flag on the side of the helmet. A black kid's got to stare at that for three fucking hours. The mascot was a big foam eight-foot body of Robert E. Lee running up and down the sidelines with a big plastic sword. You may hear Bubba barking here in a little bit. <laughs> Every time they did something good, which was rare, you'll never guess what song their high school band played. Dixie. Oh, yeah. I stepped on the gas pedal just a little bit more. You're taught in football. You keep your feet moving until the echo of the whistle. In other words, you give it everything you got. Let's just say I may have done it one second after the echo of the whistle. You're going to make a black kid sit there and look at that fucking imagery, and you still tell me, Robert, it's in the past. Why don't you get over it? Once again, what have you done to help? You made a black kid stare at the fucking rebel flag. And if you think I'm bullshitting, listen to my voice. Do I sound like I'm acting? You wouldn't plaster an attacker's picture in their victim's house. Don't make me look at a fucking rebel flag. Clearly, I don't like it. And by I, I mean most of us who look like me. So again, don't tell me to get over it when you haven't done shit to help out. Let's hit some of this fucking Hendrix. Hold on. Mm. Gin and truth. Let's go. So that's kind of my song and dance about the whole rebel flag and racial imagery and shit like that. Again, don't ask more for me than what you're willing to give yourself. Gang, I would love to never talk about this ever again. I don't like it. I don't. None of us do. I would love to be 100% equal. But again, this society isn't built for that. 
Again, don't look at me. Look at yourself. And if you think you haven't benefited, my white brothers and sisters, hate to tell you, but you probably have. What have you done to help out? Seriously, I, I would love to know. So as we move on, I'm also thinking about some bullshit. And I, because y'all know how I do with the whole ex wife thing. And yeah, I officially uh, preemptively divorced Megan McCain. And she was just one of a thousand people that ever since like last year when the United States went nuts over the George Floyd and the racial shit that was going on, how many people bastardized Martin Luther King quotes? How many people sat there and said, well, what would him okay? Okay, let, let me tell y'all something. First and foremost, it reminds me of a conversation I had at work. And the person I was talking to, I straight up told this person, today's villains are tomorrow's heroes. Because this person was ragging on the whole Colin Kaepernick stuff. And I told her, look, chances are not your sons, but your grandsons and granddaughters. They're going to read about Colin Kaepernick in history books, and he will be called a hero. Being the anti-Colin Kaepernick person she was, she violently disagreed. I told this person, look at Martin Luther King. This country hated that man. Do you know what she said? Uh-uh. We've always loved Martin Luther King. <laughs> and I broke down some shit, and I was like, yo, we, we murdered this guy. This country loved him so much. We shot him. That doesn't sound like love to me. And now people love to say, you know, like last year's riots and lootings and all this shit that was going on. Martin Luther King wouldn't have stood for this. Yeah, you're kind of wrong. Now, I don't like looting. I don't. MLK didn't like looting. But I remember Martin Luther King said he doesn't like it, but he understands it. Looting is the language of the ignored. So all you fuckers who want to sit here and continue to say, well, what about Martin Luther King? You're saying it because we're 50 years removed from Martin Luther King. It's easy to love him now. We hated him back then. Just like I said in another episode, the whole troops thing. You got to support the troops. Shut the fuck up. I was in high school for the Gulf War. You know what we weren't doing? Supporting the troops. It was actually more popular to say you didn't support the troops back then, right? We're fighting for oil. You, you remember that? I told you about my dad in Vietnam. We loved the troops so much, my dad had to go under the fucking airport when he came back stateside. This is all popular now. Just like Megan McCain and everyone else. Oh, well, what about Martin Luther King? You're saying it now because it's 2020. You said it last year because it was 2019. If it was the 1950s and 60s, you would have called him a nigger. You would have said exactly what you say to me. What do you have to complain about? That's what you would have done. And you bastardized his quotes. 
and you sit here and you act like he was this most phenomenal person. This country hated this man. I do believe it was three years after his death. I can't remember the name of the magazine, but it was like the top 10 most hated people in the United States. Three years after we killed this man, he was still on the list. To say he had a negative approval rating is putting it gently. So you want to sit here and jerk him off now? Don't. Save it. It's convenient. Just like we support the troops now. When I was in high school, we hated them. We're doing it now because it's fashionable. We're quoting Martin Luther King now because it's fashionable. Now I'm going to kick some more Martin Luther King shit at you. But I'm coming on the 30-minute mark. And I'm getting a little bit better at this whole podcasting thing. I truly hope a couple of y'all get a chance to listen to this. So as usual, I'm going to stop the recording as the numbers go red now. I'm going to stop the recording. I'm going to take a piss. Hit little Hendrix. And then I'm going to come back. Jen and Truth. Let's go.